uh, Romans 6.16. Romans 6.16. My voice sounds different today. I think I've been fighting a cold. So I, ain't rece- I don't do sick, man. I'm not, I'm not receiving that, man. It's like, touch me, Lord. <laughs> so uh, I got it in the New King James. I like the New King James, but it's probably the same in whatever version you got here real quick. So this is what it's going to say. It says, do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slave whom you obey, whether sin leading to death or obedience leading to righteousness? Let's pray. Father, I just come before you this morning, Father, and I ask for your touch. I'd ask that you would speak in the lives of each and every one that's here this morning, Father, that you have a word for them, Father, that these words not, would not fall to the ground, but, Lord, they would penetrate the heart. Because, Father, you didn't call us to stay bound to sin, Father, Lord, or the addictions of sin, but, Father, you set us free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. So, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would do his work here today in this church. I bind every hindering spirit, and I would just ask the Holy Spirit to be welcome and have his way in this place. We give you the praise the honor and the glory in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. So my thoughts this morning, guys, is what are you a slave to? What are you a slave to? And there was this father that had this little boy, and he was like three years old, and so he took him outside. He was going to trim some hedges, and so uh, he took him outside, and he got down right in his face, and he's all like, son, I'm going to tell you something. He's all, you can play right here in the front yard. You can go over there and you can play in the neighbor's yard. You can, you can go right here and play in the side. You can go back in the house. You can play with your toys. Or you, or you can take your big wheel and you can ride it up and down the sidewalk. He goes, but listen to me. You can't go in the street. You can't go in the street. The street's bad. The street's dangerous. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's all like, yeah, daddy, I understand. So he let him go and boom, he shoots off right to the edge of the curve of the street. Puts his foot in the street, looks back at his dad like, yeah, right, I'm going to do what I want to do, you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm thinking like, why would you do that? Why would the Father give you all this freedom? You can go do all these things, you have all this freedom, but the, but the kid does the one thing that the Father doesn't want him to do. He goes to the street, and I'm like, why is that? And it comes back, guys, to, to, to the man has a sin nature, Man wants to do what man wants to do. Man don't want to be told what to do. He wants to do his own thing, guys. He wants to make his own decisions, whether they're right or wrong. Man not doing what he's told to do, it's at the very conflict between God and man. See, man created, our God created man because he loves us, and he tells us in Jeremiah that I know the plans that I have for you, plans and a purpose and a hope not to harm you. But man, instead of like focusing on the, the, the gifts of God, the freedoms and the promise that God has for us, he wants to focus on the restrictions that God sets, you know, that he warns us about. And we want to focus on those things, you know, uh, they're meant for our good. They're meant to keep us safe and, and uh, keep us out of the street, so to speak. But man wants to focus on that. And it's all part of man's sin rebellion, that rebellious nature of man, praise the Lord. And Jesus here in uh, John 8, 31, he's talking to a group of people and uh, some Jews and some other people. And he says this to him. Jesus goes, um, I said to the Jews who believed him, he says, if I abide, if you abide in my word and you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. But when they heard this, they kind of got an uproar. They kind of got their, their camel hair underwear all twisted up in a knot or something. They were all like, what? They're all like, we're not, we don't need to be set free. You know, we're the, we're the descendants of Abraham. You know, we're, we've never been slaves to anyone. And Jesus tells them here in John, he goes, um, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. And again, Romans tells us, whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slave who you obey. 
See, we're a slave, guys, to something. Everyone here is a slave to something. You're either going to be a slave to God or you're going to be a slave to sin. And see, the world don't want to see, receive that. People want to reject that. But the truth is, you're, you're either going to be a slave to God or you're going to be a slave to sin and the sinful nature, the flesh nature. You're going to be a slave to one of them. You can't escape it. It's, it's just, that's just the way it works. And so you have to examine in yourself, what are you allowing yourself to be um, um, uh, controlled by in your life? And then you have to realize, guys, that you're the only one responsible for yielding to whatever it is that controls your life. Because at some point in your life, you've surrendered, whether it's to God and his plan and his purpose for your life, or you've surrendered to the sinful nature of man. It's because at some point in your life, you've made the choice to surrender to one or the other. And see, the only one that can break the bonds of, of, of sin that enslaves our lives is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and his cell is the only one that can shake and break those bonds of chains of sin in a person's life. And you have to set what Christ did for you on the cross and receive that. Yield yourself to his purpose and his plan for your life. See, a vision says in him who we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of his grace, praise God. See, Jesus broke that, the power of sin and death over our lives, praise God, so we can be free. But you have to believe it, guys, and you have to accept it, and then you have to receive it, and then you have to learn to walk in that freedom so you don't stay enslaved to sin in your life no more, praise God. See, because I've seen people come in this church, I've, I've seen them sit under the preaching and teaching of, of every minister in this church for six months to a year or longer, and then go right back out those doors, back out into some sin, go back out into their addictions and, and relapse. It's because they're not willing to surrender it all and give it all to God, and they want to they live according to their flesh and according to the way they choose to live their life. They're enslaved to their, their flesh and, and their fleshly nature, guys. Because that's what they give to the most. And see, you can't come to church, guys, and sit here and listen to God's word because your wife wants you to, or your husband wants you to, or your kids want you to, or a program tells you you have to do it. it there'll be no change in your life that way. Uh, there'll be no change for you. There'll be no change in the position of your soul. There'll be no change in your lifestyle. There'll be no uh, change in who you're a slave to because you can't come to God for somebody else or because someone else wants you to. You have to come to God for yourself. You have to have a made-up mind, a determination in your mind that you want to serve God because you're tired of being bound by the yokes of sin and you want them broke in your life. And Jesus Christ is the only one that can break that. And you've got to come willingly to the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. See, I was talking to a person the other day that is struggling with addiction. He's bound. Goes in and out. And so we were out handing out food at the park for the homeless, and I was taking a bag of lunch over to people, and I walked by the bathroom, and there he was in the bathroom with another friend. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Come on. You can't be hanging out here. You can't, can't be in these places. You can't, you can't be doing that, man. It's, it's, it's a trap for you. You know, and let me give you some advice, guys. If you're struggling with addictions... Stay away from the parks. Stay away from the bathrooms. There's no good business that goes on in the bathrooms. There should be only two types of business that goes on in the bathrooms, and that's a number one and a number two. Other than that, stay out of the bathrooms, guys. You got to recognize. I'm telling you, you got to recognize the traps of the enemy where he tries to enslave you and pull you back. Recognize those things and don't let the enemy do it because he wants to destroy your soul. And while you're sitting there doing that stuff, he's laughing at you because he's got you trapped. 
but until you can realize that you have no power in your life to break those things, that you need Jesus Christ to come in and break the chains in your life, until you can do that, until you're willing, guys, to, to surrender your life, your control, and your will, and you, until you're will, uh, willing to do that, you're going to be like one of those persons who goes right back out these doors, and you're trapped in your sins, you're trapped in your addictions, and, uh, and you're hanging out at the bathroom, guys. And then you're blaming everybody else for your problems except taking responsibility for yourself. So you have to want to be free. And you have to be willing to surrender your life completely and totally to Christ if you want to be free. Praise the Lord. You need a Savior, praise the Lord. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You have to be willing to lay down your agenda at the foot of the cross and not have an agenda. Give it to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. See, you guys, you can't come to God and uh, be a servant of God and be your own boss. You have to surrender your life to him. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You're either going to allow sin to be your master, or you're going to allow God to be your master in your life. You have to die to yourself. You have to die to self-will. There was a pastor that had a, a, a prayer line, kind of like we do at the end of service, and this big gentleman came up, and he was like a crying. He's like, Pastor, he goes, I need a touch. I need, I need some help. I'm just, I'm going through some things. I'm struggling. And I need some things to change in my life. And, uh, and so the pastor began to pray for him. Kill him, Lord. Kill him, Lord. Kill him. And the guy began to cry louder. He's like, Pastor, I know I've been bad and I've done some things, but do you have to pray the Lord to kill me? And what he didn't realize, and, and what a lot of people don't realize, guys, you got to die out to self at the altar. You got to give it to the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't live according to your life and your wants and your wills. If you want change and you want freedom in your life, you got to be willing to come and lay it down at his feet so you can have life in Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Become a slave to Christ and not a slave to ourselves, guys. Romans says right here, says, you let yourself be slaves uh, to impurity and lawlessness, which led even deeper into sin. Now you must give yourself to be slaves of righteousness, so, uh, living that you will become holy. See, guys, playing around in sin and living sin takes you deeper and deeper into sin. But you've got to come to Christ. You've got to come to the cross and lay it down, and he'll take you closer and closer to Christ and living a life of holiness, praise the Lord. See, church, you have to be willing to surrender your lives over to Christ, that life-changing power of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, because coming to the church won't give you freedom. Hearing a sermon here won't break the chains upon your life, guys. You've got to want to be free. You've got to want to change masters. You've got to want to have a, a, a life in Christ and not one that's bound by sin and addiction, praise the Lord. You want to change masters. You've got to stop playing games, and you've got to come to the Lord with everything that's within you. See, there's too many people, guys, they come to church because they want something. And, it, and their whole devotion to God is about getting something from God instead of focusing on what Christ did for you and me on the cross. If Christ never did anything else for me the rest of my life, I still owe him for what he did for me on the cross. He took my place. He forgave me of my sins, and he gives me life eternal, praise the Lord. That's enough. If he never does anything else for me the rest of my life, that's enough to serve him the rest of my life. I owe him. I owe him my life. I owe him service, praise the Lord, everything that I have. And if I'm going to be a slave, I want to be a slave to Christ, not slave to the flesh or the addictions. I want to be free, guys. See, the trick of the enemy is to make you think that you can do whatever you want. It's, he's to make you think that you're not a slave, that you can do whatever you want, go wherever you want, do, do, what, do the things you want to do, that you can come to church and keep living however you want to live. See, but freedom from the slavery of sin, guys, is not repenting every day because you can't quit sinning. 
There has to come a place in your life, guys, where your, your fleshly man is crucified. That way you can live in freedom and victory over the flesh and over the sins of the flesh. The place where you're not a slave to sin anymore. Paul said here in 1 Corinthians, he says, I die daily. And then he says in Galatians 2, uh, 2.20 here, he says, I've been crucified with Christ. And what Paul's trying to say to the Christians, that the Christian life is a I die daily, crucified life. I got to die daily. I got to be crucified. I got to get in his word. I got to get in prayer, guys. And I got to be living that life so my eyes won't wander over here. My life won't, won't, don't want to go back to the bathrooms over there. That I want to live a pure and holy life where I'm focused on the mark, pressing on towards the mark of the high call of God. That I won't be distracted by the things of this world. And see, that takes a daily crucified life. You have to choose to walk and live in freedom. If not, the enemy will pull you back. And you have to recognize that. It's a daily crucified life. The sin has no power over my life. See, there's only two options. You're either a slave to sin or you're a slave to God. So you can't come to church, sing songs of freedom, guys, and then be going back out there playing around in sin, you know, living like you just want to do. You can't be doing that, guys. You have to willfully want to quit sinning and, and, and have freedom in your life, praise God. If you're doing those things, then you're a slave to sin. Sin's your master. If you're going back out and you're, you're getting drunk, you're getting high and trying to come to church and act like everything's all right, sleeping around outside of marriage, that's wrong. That's a, you're being a slave to sin. You're going back to the old nature because Christ set you free from that. Sin's your master. It's like, who's your daddy? <laughs> Praise the Lord. See, we're saved by grace, guys. Not that we can just go out and sin anytime we want to. We're saved by grace so we can have freedom from sin. Yes. See, being a slave, guys, to sin, it's, it's not like, um, how would I want to say that? It's a real thing. Everyone here at one point or another in our life has been entrapped to sin. And slavery sins like it's not really like being held captive against your will. It's really more like suffering from the a word called Stockholm syndrome, which is a, a psychological word where it says that um, a person's been enslaved, or they've been kidnapped, held against their will, but then they develop this loyalty to their kidnappers, to their enslaver, and so even though they've been held against their will, they stay there because they want to. And see, there's a lot of people, guys, who are staying in their sins and their addictions because they like it. They've developed a loyalty to it. They become comfortable with it. And so you start, you start out getting taken captive by, by sin and, and by those addictions, things. But then you get comfortable with it, and you get used to it, and you stay there. Sin will control your life. Sin's a, a brutal slave master, and it finds a willing vessel, guys, in our flesh. And you got to break that. And it's the only way it can be broken is at the foot of the cross. And see, the problem with allowing yourself to be uh, enslaved to the, to the flesh and to the sins of the flesh, it doesn't end well. It ends in death. Because Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. See, the end result to any slavery of sin, guys, is death, spiritual death, sometimes physical death, separation from Christ. And see, we live in a world that's totally enslaved to sin, wickedness, sexual uh, impurity, guys, hatred, jealousy, all these things. People are, are living lives that are so selfish nowadays. They just want to do what they want to do. 
You know, adults, kids, you can't tell them anything anymore. Everybody, you know, everybody already knows everything and they don't want to listen. Sin will make you selfish, praise the Lord. Romans says right here, uh, Paul says, What fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. See, church, does sin help you? No. Sin doesn't help you. Sin hurts you. It hurts your relationship. It hurts your relationship with God. It hurts your relationship with other people. See, the great sin of lies that make you think that uh, it's pleasurable. It's going to bring comfort. It, you know, it's going to bring happiness to your life. And, and it might for, for a season. But the truth is, guys, that, 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 that sin, guys, it's hollow. It's empty. It doesn't bring any fulfillment to your life. It doesn't give you anything. It takes from you. One quote that I wrote down here says, Sin will take you further than you want to go, charge you more than you want to pay, and cost you everything in the end. See, church, true fulfillment, true happiness, true contentment, true freedom only comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ, praise the Lord, because he is the chain breaker, praise the Lord. Uh, uh, There's no freedom from sin outside Christ, praise the Lord. So who are you serving today? What do you choose to serve this morning? See, the problem with a lot of people is they want their cake and their ice cream at the same time. They want the best of both worlds. They want to have some spiritualness to their life, and they want to have a... The world, too. They want to they be able to do what they want to do, but yet have a little bit of spirituality, a little bit of, uh, of God in their life. And you can't do that, guys. You can't have a religious experience. See, there's a, there was a survey taken uh, uh, about uh, religious trends in America. And it says one of the things they were talking about was the decline of mainstream denominational churches and how there's been an incline in um, uh, non-denominational churches. There's a lot of people leaving churches for other churches. There's people looking for a God that's maybe less um, offensive than the God of the Bible. You know, that's maybe less, more, uh, less judgmental, uh, maybe more accepting to the ways uh, and the culture that we live in nowadays. You know, another survey said that there's a rise in spirituality where people just want a little bit of spirituality in their life. And there's a growing interest in different religions. But religion, guys, will not bring freedom. Religion is not a relationship with Jesus Christ. Religion will not break the chains of bonds of sin upon your life. The only one that's going to do that is a relationship with a real God, a real Jesus Christ, the real chain breaker. That's the only one that will change your life, praise God. And see, he takes your life surrendering over to the power of the Holy Spirit. John 8 says right here, so the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. See, it's not going to be a religion. It's not going to be spirituality. It's going to be a real relationship with Jesus Christ that's going to change and break the chains in your life and keep you free, praise the Lord. True freedom is found in Christ, in Christ alone, guys. You have to learn to surrender your lives to Christ. People nowadays are just wanting to add a religious experience. So you can come to church, you can come and go through a prayer line, and you can have a religious experience, guys. But we don't need religious experiences anymore. What we need is we need change in our life. Change that only comes from surrendering your life to Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. An up-close and personal encounter with the Holy Spirit and the power of the Spirit doing a work in our lives, praise God. See, the only truth uh, that, that you can have, guys, is, uh, is, is not a worldly truth. It's a truth that change happens at the foot of the cross. You've got to have Christ in your life, praise the Lord, that we become servants of Christ and not servants of ourselves. See, a slave to God is a slave to righteousness, and we have something that other people don't have. Romans 6.22 says this, but now that you've been set free from sin and become slaves of God, the benefits you'll reap leads to holiness. It leads to everlasting life. See, church, because of Christ, I have a new nature. 
I'm not bound to my old fleshly sinful nature no more. I have a new nature in Christ, praise the Lord. We have freedom from sin. I have freedom to, to do things right, to have a right relationship with God, to be right with God, praise the Lord. So you don't have to sin no more. You don't have to live under the slavery of sin because you've been set free, praise the Lord. See, when you truly accepted Christ in your life and you became a believer, you became a new creation, praise God. Second Corinthians says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All old things pass away, all things become new. You become a new person in Christ Jesus. The old power of sin has been broken off your life, praise God. Because of the precious blood of Jesus Christ being applied to my life, being applied to your life. But the thing is now, you have a choice. You have to choose to walk in it. You can choose to go back and live in sin. You can choose to go back and live in flesh and according to the flesh, but that power's been broken. You have to choose to walk in the freedom of Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. You have to submit your will to his will, his purpose for your life. The problem with a lot of Christians, though, is they want freedom, but they want freedom to do their own thing. And that's why there's still a lot of people, guys, that's struggling in their addictions. And, and their issues in their life because they're not willing to surrender it all the way to Christ. They still want to hold on to some of it. They still want to be a part of it. They want some control of it. And that's why there's this battle for lordship in their lives because they haven't surrendered and sold out all the way to Christ. When you can sell out all the way to Christ and he'll make a way escape for you when, the, when temptation and when sin comes knocking at your door. 1 Corinthians says right here, no, no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. There was a person that was going through a struggle here not too long ago, and they were, they were getting ready to go to Quick Stop, 7-Eleven, wherever it was at, to, to get something to drink, to, to drown their sorrows away. Leave their, you know, just forget about their sobriety that they've worked so hard for. And on the way into the store, they ran into a brother here from the church that encouraged them and built them up and, and ministered to them. And they went away with there with the victory. They didn't give in. See, that was that person's way of escape. That was that way out. And God, he, God gives us a way out. He gives us a way of escape. If you look for it, guys, sometimes it's a phone call. Sometimes it's somebody coming by to encourage you, to lift you up. He gives you a way of escape. Sometimes, guys, it's your feet. When you go to a place or a home or, or a place and someone brings something out and puts it on a counter or offers you something, take the way of escape. Take your feet, hit the door, and get out of there. <laughs> Recognize what the enemy's trying to do to your life, guys. Take the way out. Take the way of escape. God will make a way of escape for your life. When sin comes knocking, see, no sin or addiction can have power over your life as long as you keep a life, live a life surrendered to Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Paul says, present our members as slaves to righteousness. We were slaves to sin one time. Now let's take our, our members and let's, let's live it as a slave to Christ and do the things for God, praise the Lord. See, the, resu the result of slavery to, to serving God, guys, is sanctification. And that means to, to be made holy, to be conformed to the image of Christ, to, to get clean. My dad would say how to have the want to, not to do the things you used to do. See, when you come and you submit your life to Christ, the Holy Spirit begins to, to do a work in your life where he begins to transform you and conform you to the image of Christ. Change your thinking. Get that stinking thinking out and get the right thinking in that you don't have to be a slave to those things. When the enemy puts temptation in your way, you're just like, no, I don't even have a desire for it because you're being renewed, you're being conformed, you're being transformed into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ, praise the Lord. He gives you power to change, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
You have to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit, praise the Lord. One commentary said right here, it says, as we yield ourselves to God, instead of going from bad to worse, we go from bad to better. We draw closer to God through good things, building upon each other until we have built a, a life of holiness and a devotion to God. Praise the Lord. See, church, the end result of being a slave to Christ is everlasting life. Yeah. It's everlasting life. The worship team wants to come on back up. I'm not going to be very long today. Romans 6.22 says this. It says, but now having been set free from sin... And have been coming a slave to God, you your fruits to holiness. You have fruits to holiness and to the end everlasting life. See, church, we've got to get this in our heads and our hearts. We're not a servant to ourselves no more. We've been bought with a price. We've been bought by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We're servants to the Lord, guys. Uh, we're no longer servants to sin, praise God. What are you a slave to today? What are you a slave to? And what does it mean to be a slave to God? What does it mean? Uh, it's, it's not just being a servant. It's not just being a, a, a follower of Christ, guys, but the word actually means to be bound, to bind, to bind two together uh, as a slave, but not as in the slavery we think about from like the 1860s of the Civil War. The slavery here, it's talking about, it's a, it's a freedom. It's a freedom, guys. It's a freedom to allow us to be free, uh, to be bound to God, and it, it's the best of God working in our lives and working out of our lives. It's, a, it's protection, See, to submit to God is to give my, my total life, to be a slave to God, I should say, is to submit my, my life completely and totally over to the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that I have, guys, to be bound to his love, be bound to his grace, be bound to his mercy. See, because you only have two choices. You're either going to be bound as a slave to Christ, or you're going to be bound as a slave to, to sin, to the flesh, to Satan. You only have two choices, guys. But Jesus is the loving master. He's the, he's the uh, good shepherd, guys, has a plan and purpose for your lives. Romans 23, or, uh, 3 and 23 says, For we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's uh, no big eyes and big, uh, little U's here in the church, guys. We're all sinners saved by grace. Amen. And maybe, I don't know maybe what you're going through today or what's had you bound or what maybe ha uh, has kept you bound in your life. But the Lord doesn't want you to be bound. He wants his people to be set free from whatever you're going through. See, when a, when a slave would change ownership from one slave master to another master, the old slave master would lose his authority. See, we're not under the authority today of the old slave master. Because when you came to a cross, when you accepted Jesus Christ in your life, and that precious blood began to flow over your life, the power and authority of death and sin was broken at the cross. And you don't have to live today in addiction. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live with hurt. You don't have to live with unforgiveness in your life, the things that's happened in your life, things that's been going on. Christ is here, and he wants you to be free because he wants you to be a people of purpose, a people of destiny. And he wants you to be that man and woman of God that he's called you to be. So I'm going to have the prayer team come up this morning. If you're here today, guys, and you've been struggling with anything in your life, if anything's had you enslaved, God doesn't want that for you. That's not his purpose for your life. He wants to set you free. But guess what, guys? You have the choice. You have to choose to want to be free. You have to choose to want to walk in God's freedom for your life. And it takes a step of faith. It takes you stepping out and saying, Lord, here am I. Break the chains off my life. Set me free, Lord, that I could be that purpose, that person of purpose that you have for my life. And so if that's you this morning, if God spoke to your heart this morning, I want to invite you up. We want to pray with you this morning that God would do a work in your life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord.